stand up for what is right and not what is easy really also on a personal level the, the personal level is a lot more important than any accomplishments or achievements so that is really key welcome to the new tech lead podcast we help you to be more confident leaders by avoiding the traps of inexperience and gain perspectives from leaders in tech unlike theoretical videos I appreciate you here today. Let us bring more leadership skills to the business. Let's roll the interview. Welcome to the new Tech Lead. I'm your host, Marvin, and today I'm with Sarah. Give a little bit of context to the audience. Where are you from and what are you doing? Thanks for inviting me. My context is what fascinates me most is the interface between human beings and technology. And so my, my key topic is trustworthy AI at the moment. And therefore, I'm leading a community for trustworthy AI and also leading project teams that are making trustworthy AI real or just other AI projects in addition. For how long do you do that? And walk me through your your career and your process of where to go and what was your next step? I started five years ago roundabout at IBM uh, in the consulting part. So, and the consulting usually is uh, full of diverse perspectives. So it was not one, one role over the five years, but rather sometimes even after three months to go on a new project, it's a new role. So I did AI projects really from the tech technical um, implementation part towards more the strategic and project management. Yeah, I would love to to know so what means AI to you, because there's so much, such a big space in tech. When I'm going through the media, there's pretty much everyone talking about AI. That's right. So if you yeah. could rephrase what your perspective on AI is and what kind of projects you work on in general. Basically, AI is a new technology where we have not human defining the rules and the principles, but rather a machine, a technology, identifying patterns within a large number of data. So they derive kind of the rules behind or yeah, the patterns behind to actually give an output for or a decision. That is very different from how we did technology previously. And so we have the possibility to learn over the time. So um, it, it's basically machine learning also. So you learn from data to identify the patterns, to, go, uh, to, to be better over and over again. So um, whenever you get a feedback um, from from a human being afterwards, it's, it's able to learn. And which kind of projects does it make sense to enhance it with AI? Well, it really depends. So back, uh, like when I started, there was a lot of budget or investment to just try out and do pilots and prototypes. But nowadays, we got a lot more mature, our industry got more mature. So there are real problems and we try to solve it and and then deciding whether AI is a good technique to solve it or not. Okay. So it's not just for experimentation's sake, um, but whenever there is a huge amount of data available, you can use analytics and eventually also AI to, to get insights from it. You spoke about leading teams and communities. Can you elaborate on that one? Yeah, teams, I, I usually call teams when there are project teams or teams that form also within a department. And communities are people that uh, share a common uh, passion and to unite them in a unity. So to create a hub for them to exchange um, knowledge or to, to work on, on common, uh, common topics. 
So too distinct, I or the new tech lead focuses on first-time people managers. And we dedicated and invited you today because you're so far not a first-time people manager and decided to take on leadership roles and community leadership roles that you decided against leading as a first-time people manager. Exactly. Can you elaborate on that one and your thought process? Yeah. Like when did it start to actually lead and what means leading for you? That's a good question. And leading is for me everywhere. Um, so I started already leading a youth or children and youth um, association when I was a child, really with 14 years. So it was very, very early where I started to practice leadership. And still in my work, um, it, it's really everywhere. Um, you can take over the lead of a project and it, you don't need necessarily to be their disciplinary lead um, in, in the disciplinary lead position for, for these people. And for me, the, the question arised when I got at a point a few years ago um, when I was asked whether I want to become a career coach. And I, I really, I'm convinced that this is a great job. So really, it, it, it's so great to accompany um, people and to coach people on their way. And it could be very fulfilling to see others grow. But there is another passion that I have, and I started with that at the very beginning for trustworthy AI. And this topic is very uh, important to me to push it also towards clients and to make it real that I decided not to go too much into the disciplinary leadership, but rather driving my topics and leading can be everywhere in addition. So to drive my topic, I can unite people behind it, behind this goal to drive it together with me. Let's dive a little bit deeper into the people development part. Mm -hmm. So topic one and how you actually transform from a consultant. So can you walk me through the, the timestamps? You started at IBM as a consultant and now what? Three months later, someone came up like an intern or in, in which perspective and which environment did you start to thrive? Who actually asked you whether you can help in their career? Um. You mean if you ask me for a career coach or rather to, to, to take over a lead position? Yeah, yeah, rather how the process was mm -hmm. two, two years in as consultant and then people came up to you and looked up to you. So how was the process there? When was that time so other people in the, in the, as listeners or audience can relate to what was that step and maybe when or what kind of effect or action is the time to actually change from an individual contributor to mm. take an extra effort to develop others? That can be from the very beginning on. So I started in projects and I just took over responsibility. Um, so I saw that there were people around me, that, that there w was a client around me, and I started to pull into a direction where I was convinced this is the right way to go. Um, I still listened um, for all the different stakeholders that were there. What is the direction we need to go? But, but I had my own um, expertise, so I just brought it in. And this is also one part of leadership to, to speak up and to tell others about where, where you think it's the right way to go and what is right and not just what is easy. So that is also something, speak up for that. And then over the time, what evolved is um, in my department, there was a very great um, person that, that led this department. And we were around about 100 people, I think, in, in the AI department. And I, I was so inspired from what he did. So I simply asked him, 
um, whether I can learn from him, whether he is going to be a mentor for me. And I started working together with him to start with the leadership team on how is this department set up? How can we organize teams within? How do we, def uh, how do we define the game plan, the strategy for this department also to grow? Because AI is such a different... Um, yeah, such an important topic, not only for IBM, but really for, for the world. Um, it is changing a lot of processes and, and products and services at the moment. So this is also a part of leadership that I took over step by step. I tried to learn from others and I built up, for example, a tr different tribes, which are kind of communities uh, or people that share a common passion. So either it's computer vision or it's uh, natural language processing, so technology-based, or w one of it was AI strategy. And this is what I was interested in. How can we go or transition from purely prototyping into leveraging AI strategically? Well, so to, to sum it up, leadership everywhere started out with doing a role, then get seen how much impact you have and take, take, take decisions, take more impact, take charge. Then you looked for a mentor. Exactly. And an inspiring person. So in, in that case, you followed that individual and in their footsteps, build, build a community, get recognized for, for your strategic positioning. And then you began to, to open the stage for the technology uh, tribes. Exactly. And there were different tribes that were formed and I accompanied them or coached them during this process also. So where they, they needed support, maybe what are, it's sometimes just a simple um, things. Where do we place our knowledge or the, the material that we produce, that we have a shared folder uh, structure for that? It's that simple sometimes. Sometimes it's how do we communicate? So how to set or when to set up the different calls for these tribe leads, for example, to have an exchange and to support them to do this leadership position. And I myself, um, I led the AI strategy tribe. So I also um, yeah, was trying to, to inspire others to join me. So whoever was interested could just reach out to me and we formed a team. We set it up and it was on, on me and on the team to organize ourselves to drive this AI strategy. So you build a tribe yourself and you thrive and decided, hey, why don't you open up other other tribes as well? And then based on people's interest, exactly. they follow you. So can you a little bit elaborate on, on followship and this concept? So I'm, I don't like the word leadership per se, so that there is a leader that is push or that, that is in a position to push you in some direction that where the leader wants, wants to get you. But rather I see it as, well, basically career coach is a very good name as well, um, to support others in their career. And in addition to that, I'm convinced that you need to create a followship, so to say, so a community of people that wants to follow you rather than that they are forced to follow you or forced to lead. Uh, yeah. So looking at career coaching, I feel this concept is still quite new in Germany, whereas in America, it's very mature. Career coaching, probably most people on YouTube think of these WhatsApp groups, Lamborghinis and, and Porsches. So can you elaborate on, on career coaching, what that means for you and what it means in IBM? What it ideally means is 
to coach someone to identify or figure out what is their path. So for, for you also, or everyone who is listening, um, to ask the right questions, to support you in finding out what is your passion? What do you want to change in, in this world? What do you want to bring to work uh, on a daily basis? And then to support you in finding the right path to go, ideally with the career concepts that are in place at this company. So that's the special role of a career coach within a company. So ideally it should be um, fit in the, the career path, but really asking or supporting someone to find your own path and not forcing you to go any other path. So you decided on following your leader mm -hmm. and then started out the tribe. How can I find my leader if I didn't identify that person so far. So it's someone who inspires me, someone I trust to follow. What else was your motivation? Also someone you could imagine that sometime you want to be in such a position. So a role model, Ex an exactly. idol. So a role model. Um, and you can be your, a role model yourself then as well. Um, so later on when, when growing in, into that direction. But for sure, it needs to be a good fit on a personal level. So someone who inspires you, who you can imagine to work with. It's also good to have a different perspective in. So it, it does not need to be a person necessarily who, who has the same opinion as you have. I really like that idea because right now, looking forward, there's always someone who has more steps in a different direction. So you said, oh, I follow that person. I can learn these three things from him or her. But then... A lot of people neglect looking back and looking actually at the steps you already took and that might inspire some other people to follow your footsteps. Yeah, exactly. So looking forward, what would be the, the two things you learned from that idle or inspiring person so far? Stand up for what is right and not what is easy. Really also on a personal level, the, the personal level is a lot more important than any accomplishments or achievements. So that is really key. Um, and this is what this person um, te teach me also. This is what leadership is about for me. So caring about the people. Um, the second one is a lot of strategically um, or strategic knowledge. So how to, to build up such a department to always start small. Um, uniting a team behind a common goal, letting also others lead. So wh whenever you have leaders under or in your team, give them space and the time to also lead and to grow. And specifically with that point in mind, now looking back into your footsteps, what kind of two topics do you now focus on to bring to the world and generate followers or, or followership in your direction i don't do it per intent to have a lot of followers behind me i um i figured out what is my passion and i want to share it with others and this is how followership works in my opinion so to share vision with others or inspire others with your passion and vision and i'm i'm sense the two big plots your or value or topics visions you put out there is one your tribe and then empowering others to create their own tribe exactly so always thinking about what can i do as a leader and what can i do to grow further leaders 
So to support also others. So for example, this AI strategy tribe, I I actually actually um, gave the the leadership position then to, to towards another person within this tribe because he was very mature and he was very eager to push this further. So I let him the stage. This is also an important step that you you learn as a in a leadership position to give others the stage and not to take it just for yourself. Wow. Now I think of my work and your tribes. How does that actually? work because i see these big companies doing all kind of work consulting and you have your day job mm -hmm. and to me it sounds like you also additionally have your tribes so if i'm a new consultant at your company and i'm really interested in one of the tribes how do you balance work and the tribe work or tribe interest that's a good and tricky question <laughs> There should be always from a company space for you to learn and to grow. This is essential um, because you cannot do be good in your job if you don't have the space to to learn and grow at the same time. Otherwise, your your um, knowledge is outdated pretty soon. So there always needs to be some space. So, for example, you have eighty percent um, on project, and then you have twenty percent left for for learning. It could be other percentages as well. But how we live it is that, that there is always room for personal uh, development and growth. And then you can decide where, where to spend these, uh, this time. And you can do learnings, normal trainings, um, where you just attend. Or you can go, or in addition, you can um, go to such communities or, or tribes and work together with other people in a new area or new space. And you figure out it's more autodidactic uh, learning then, so to say, or to learn from one another. So I have my first time people manager and I do my day job X, Y, Z percent of the time. And then I have my passion where I'm about to learn amazing stuff in the tribe. How, and, and I would call that an tribe owner, tribe leader, functional leader in that hobby or learning space. So how directive is a functional leader are you as a, as a tribe leader? Because things that has to go, uh, there are new topics arising and maybe people want to cover it or have to cover it. But maybe there are really topics who are really tricky yeah. and there are not so many people um, thriving, but it's still interesting or, or must know for the tribe to, to actually succeed in what you're doing. For example, one of the topics would be probably statistical models based on uh, neural networks some people would be really eager to learn on it some others say oh this is just hypothesis i don't care so how actually do you hold every tribe together that you don't have sub tribes who say yeah i love ai i love neural networks but i hate statistics so neural networks without statistics and you get all these different subgroups you have to hold everything together so how do you actually do that so first not everyone can just uh, create a new tribe so it's still in in an organized fashion that you can say i see a great opportunity there or we are missing skills there i want to create a tribe and then you get the the agreement from the leadership team for example um, and that is very a uh, very important point to really have aligned goals so that their career coaches know that these people are working in tribes or are having a tribe lead position, for example. 
and that this is not completely separate and also um, gaining for or looking for for projects where you can apply then later on these um, the, the new skills that you have learned from the tribe. So wow, okay. So so the starting point was everyone is doing their job and what what their role is in the organization. Then you identified possible visions, stake for the future, and then said this is not a hobby or hobbyist yeah. within your organization. It's actually a future decision to drive visions and go for tribes on top leadership management and then actually decide what are the stakes we want to focus on and if people are interested which tribe do you want to follow and actually advance on exactly. your own get the buy-in from the leadership on which topics the, the tribe are focused and get the buy-in from the career coaches that this is really part of the goals from every individual practitioner that they contribute to such a tribe, for example. So what different stakeholders do you have to convince? You have your top level leaders. Is HR involved in this as well? So if this tribe concept and learning concept is not available in my company right now, what is the first step? Do I reach out to HR? Do I reach out to my manager? Because I, I already understand there's a great opportunity Maybe I'm just a little bit insecure about the value proposition. I would reach out to your leadership team and I, say you have an idea or you have heard that this is successful or that you think this could be valuable for you and your peers. Um, suggest it. Um, bring up or pull up a, um, a concept how you would see this progressing and then get their feedback in as well. And involve your manager. That is always a good um, idea. So because for him to see what you're doing and also what you're thinking about, because that is very strategic and, and, and taking over responsibility for, for your team and for your company. I see. Wow. That's really, really cool. Along that way of, of leading a tribe, what was probably the challenge in the first three to six months of starting out? Well, one of the biggest ch challenges is what you said already. Um, how directive someone is so there is it's not a manager position so you cannot force people to do something for you <laughs> which is very much different from if you're in a real manager position so the only tool that you have is creating inspiration um, a common goal a common vision and a sense of belonging also within the team And that is very powerful. So, and this is something I think every leader can learn from. If you have led such a team, you are able to also lead other teams where you have the directive to lead them. I see the, the, the three pillars are really, really meaningful um, to you and others and manifest in your company culture. So can you elaborate on these three pillars? Because maybe not everyone is so familiar with the concept or doesn't know what it actually means for you. Um, so Starting out with belonging. Yeah, a sense of belonging. So that these people are, it goes a bit hand in hand. So as soon as you create, uh, maybe I start with inspiration because that is usually the seed uh, and then a sense of belonging is like where you ideally end up. Um, mm -hmm. To plant this or to have a seed and plant the seed Someone should be there 
who takes responsibility, who has a passion, who has a vision. And it could be as simple as, well, let, let's create a tribe for computer vision. Or I, I want to learn more about federated learning, which is a special topic of, of AI as well, how, how such uh, systems learn. This is a topic I observe in the market that is getting more and more important and could, and could solve some of the problems, uh, problems that we're currently facing. Or it's AI strategy. It could be very different topics. So this is the seed. And then you, you spread out. So you go to others um, sharing this vision, to getting their feedback from peers, from the leadership team. And this is where the second point comes in. So you try to unite people with a common vision or behind a common goal. Um, how can we make that happen? If other people are also convinced, they will follow you. And ask them, what do you think? How can we make this bigger? So it's not just on, on one person to, to decide. How long did the designing take, Sarah? If you come with an idea, I believe this is a great way to go. How much redefining did it take with leadership, with other members of the team, with other people maybe who totally disagree, Sarah? I don't see this becoming a tribe. So how do you come along? Um, so usually to get a few people that are convinced of your, uh, or you get convinced, uh, that takes just a few days. And then there is a longer time period until it's getting established. And there is a lot of pushback along this way. S sometimes pushback. Sometimes it, it's also easy because everyone sees this is obvious. Why wasn't it there before? But there could also be pushback. So if I have, don't have this in my company, what what to expect? Do I text? Do I expect two weeks to establish it, or is it rather month? So do you have some experience to share? So usually, until it's established, it takes months. Um, also, until everyone knows it in within your department and so on. So also take your time for yourself. This is not a. Um, There, there is a business plan and now I um, establish a new tribe or a tribe model or community model. So it, it lives from, from the feedback you get. So it, it, it's really also like Agile works, uh, inspect and adapt. So you get feedback and adapt your plan, adapt your strategy. And then on these bases, step one and step three, once you mm -hmm. adopted the, the changes made the tweaks, designed it in a way that GLT approves or mm -hmm. lead, the leadership team approves. Then there comes the third magical step, mm -hmm. belonging. And that is on this way there, as soon as you unite people behind a the goal, there is some sense of belonging already because you share the goal <laughs> or the, the, the same passion. You have different people, maybe from different backgrounds. It's not purely technical people sometimes. So um, it, It's even better if you have a lot of diverse perspectives included. And then if you go the first steps together and you see achievements, this is what creates also a sense of belonging and celebrating these achievements, saying thank you. It's that simple, but still people are hesitant, uh, well, hesitant to, to say thank you to, to this team. So it's not you alone who is achieving the successes or the, the, having the achievements it's rather really the, the the team that you built you can do team activities in addition 
but I'm not the biggest fan of just uh, doing any t team activity, but rather yeah, on purpose. So to get the team together. Okay. So I have a vision. I designed a plan for it. I have people who follow me and say, this is a good, great, great tribe topic. I have the LT buy-in. I created the group. Now, lots of people are joining and I tr try to create this belonging, but I already sense they are so different. On, on which level do we start? And now if I think of the people who might join, they might join people who are interested in the topic from HR and marketing who are not as sophisticated as our consultants who are 80% of the time on site and doing this with customers. So where's the meeting ground besides the belief I'm interested in the topic? Do you ramp up everyone? Why are you afraid of um, that there are people being so different? It, it's probably not the being afraid. It's rather we have the common goal, but they are so on, on so different levels of knowledge mm -hmm. on these different stages. And the challenge is how to bring them together because yeah, someone with three years in the consulting world and experience what kind of models to use when and they want to go into the really advanced expert topic on on that tribe topic whereas other people jump in and say yeah i i watched a youtube video on these bases for 30 minutes what's next yeah. so how do you bring these people together that they have the same or similar yeah. belonging um, one method I used in a, in a project and I really liked it is to ask the people, what is your strength? What can you bring to this topic? And what is it that you want to learn? So having both parts. And then I was matching um, the like tandem partners where someone has a great expertise and areas where they want to learn from others. And sometimes it's even like the one person is great in, 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 the, in A and um, wants to learn B and the other person, sometimes it matches really great <laughs> that it's just the opposite way. So you can just match two people or you can also um, match a couple of people for, for different skills. So that is one method that you, can, that you can use. And I always leave space for people to, to do stuff the first, very first time. If there's an interest and a passion and a commitment also behind, because that is also uh, very necessary in addition to the, to the passion to have some commitment, then people are eager to learn by themselves or ask others to learn it. And then to just let them go and let them learn and support them in their way. And I really love that component because I thought of people who are really interested and love to be the audience, love to listen and not commit to it because then it's always challenging. Yeah, I'm just, just around to listen, you know. I love the elaboration on yeah. expectation setting and their drive and what they want to get out of it rather than yeah. just being there. It's actually a, a big part of doing. And that can be very different. So some people are very committed and very proactive and then my part or how I see my part as a, as a leader or as a coach is to support them, to get, give them the feedback, what great stuff they are doing. And for others that are not yet that committed, but passionate, I always also have conversations with them. So what are your next steps to go there or to make your passion reality or become reality? 
to finish up, how much time do you actually spend in the tribe on the basis of holding everything together and moving towards your vision? Um, you mean moving towards a vision that I have outside the, the, the tribes or for this tribe? So, so what I feel in a tribe, there's, there's a lot of living individuals, mm -hmm. a lot of um, energy, and you have to reinstate and reinforce the, the mm -hmm. focusing on the vision rather than running to something else. I, I looked at that and this is mm -hmm. also really interesting. So you have to kind of build the environment where they can thrive in. I feel this is one big component yeah, to hold exactly. everything together. And then the second thing besides holding everything together is giving direction where to move towards. Yeah, that's right. And I feel there must be a kind of balance And how do you balance this out? Um, I usually balance it out with asking the right questions or asking questions. Whether they are right is then um, I will get the feedback afterwards. But to simply ask people, why do you want to do that? And how does it fit in? Uh, so where, where is the right place for it within the tribe? They have the answer by themselves. And they get... Wow. they get more and more into the mode of thinking by themselves how do we move in one direction because otherwise it's too scattered and we won't achieve anything thank you so much sarah there was so much we covered today we went started with leadership everywhere where you can think of a topic where you can think of a vision or a tribe you can establish besides your day job to actually learn and go for for a following The next thing you said was looking out for a mentor and how to find your right mentor. Advance on that followship, follow other people to start making a vision for yourself and then attract other followers towards you. And the third thing, how to come along as a functional leader besides the day job and besides the people managers, which are really interesting. So Not everyone's role or career has to start or finish in a people management position, but rather as a visionary, um, as you are one, and, and a tribe owner. Thank you so much for our conversation today. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. It was a pleasure and, and great that you actually have this passion and, and also want to share it with others. And Yeah, I can just encourage everyone to, to look around. Leadership is everywhere and not wait for this one step um, to be nominated as a career coach. Thank you for listening to the New Tech Lead podcast. This interview was presented to you by Marvin and the New Tech Lead production team. Special thanks to our guest and interview partner. Follow us for more podcasts, check us out on LinkedIn or visit our website, newtechlead.com. Happy learning and leading. Cheers. Cheers.